Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South of Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across the table from the man, the myth, the legend that is Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks, and thank you for the little extra pizzazz I feel like you brought today. Gotta give you a little bit of love, man. Come on, because unfortunately our boys didn't have any extra pizzazz as we went into Pittsburgh, and we were in the pits, and we did not find a way to lift ourselves out, and our boys fell 19-23 to 23 to those damn Steelers. Yeah, that was a little disappointing, right? I do think, and what we're going to talk about, I'm sure, a lot is a lot more positives in this game than there have been in a lot of the other losses. But at the end of the day, still just a lot of missed opportunities on our end. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword because this game was so close and there was some little self-inflicted wounds, but not as yep. bad as previous weeks. There was a little bit of rough ball, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But this this felt more so like how we thought this season was going to play out. Yeah, this felt like the law, kind of loss I expected more often this year. Totally. I mean, honestly, like with one of the biggest plays in the game, it was a blocked kick. It wasn't Andrew's fault, but I figured it was going to be something like that. And then he did have yeah. a, a kick out of bounds and just like little things. I was like, you know, we're probably going to chalk a game up to that. And here we are. There it is. You Like you said, the ref ball, that whole situation where they clearly, uh, I don't know why they didn't overturn that call. The ball clearly went backwards, cost us a touchdown or at least a recovering field goal range. Oh, it was clearly a touchdown. Yeah, but they could have said, like, blew the whistle, blah, 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 no continuation of the play, that kind of thing. I don't know, man. With how AJ Dillon was running, I think he might have gotten it in. Oh, no, yeah, no, I think we probably scored a touchdown there, but anyways, I digress. All right, so I think and I know. Go for it. You first. I think... I think I need to protect myself emotionally. Ooh, interesting. Okay. And I think that I am preparing to step off the Josiah DeGuara train. Only about three years too late. I think the writing's on the wall. This has not been his, his best season. He did give me some teases earlier on with our whole stat tracker. We don't need to go there today because we already know it's not looking great. Yeah, he didn't do anything, so it's the same as last week. You were for a while at least seeing him in like the I formation at running back or mm-hmm. at, um, fullback. You're barely seeing it now. When we're going to tight ends, Tucker Craft, I think, has pretty much taken all of those snaps from the traditional yep. second tight end spot. But I feel like Tucker Craft is a guy that you could also just put at Josiah's spot. Yeah, I, I think so. He Maybe he's not quite the same not motion as type of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, different body type, different skill set. But realistically, I don't think we ever used jo- or maximized that spot. I don't know if Josiah could have lived up to essentially the Kyle Juszczyk role. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the idea for it. I don't know if Tucker Kraft can actually fill that role, but it doesn't seem like we're using that role regardless. So it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Just give me Pearson. We have a fullback on the practice squad. True. Pearson. Or give me Tucker Kraft at this point. Yeah. And the uh the blocked PAT was completely on him. I don't know if he was just, you know, like having a little prayer there. He's a really biblical dude, which hey, I'm all for whatever gives you peace, but not then and there, Josiah. And that was honestly like as much flack as I gave you for the Tyler Lancaster double whiff in the <laughs> yeah. NFC wildcard round or divisional against the uh, Niners where he had two guys and he just like put a hand on them. Literally, Josiah didn't touch Patrick Peterson and Patrick Peterson had a nice game, but this isn't 2013. No, he's not the flash. <laughs> no, no, no. He was very athletic at one point in his career. That point is not today. Mm-mm. That was a decade ago. You're up. 
Oh, boy. Okay. I think... I think that I'm going to go this whole episode without confusing Valentine and Valentine. I think that's BS. <laughs> I may never use their first names because somehow that makes it worse for me, but uh, they both had good games, relatively, I would say. Valentine had a had a DPI called on him. Valentine got beat a little bit, but realistically, when you're down to cornerback, what is that, four and five outside corners starting because we're going to count Stokes. Agreed. That's that's all you can hope for, right? It's just just hang in there, guys. Just hang in there. Um, part of that is probably due to our defensive scheme this game, which was horrendous, horrendous game plan for us. Um, that they didn't really get challenged as much as they probably should have, or we should have forced them to. But overall, I think the Valentine Valentine dynamic duo played pretty well. Played pretty well. If you look at three, four, five games out of this season, the game tape of Jair compared to Corey Ballantyne in this game, not too dissimilar. I'll go out and say that. I mean, it feels like blasphemy, but with how Jair's been playing and how the Joe Barry system allows you to play, didn't look all that different. He actually, honestly, Corey Ballantyne had a couple pass breakups. He and, did. And we had haven't two, really seen that. Except of, for last game. Which was against a quarterback that was then cut from the team. Hey man, Kenny Pickett's not exactly great either. Kenny but Pickett I think isn't great either. But I th- I really think Jair's problems are largely health related, not entirely, but I think he was a little little naggy injury. All of a sudden, felt better, tweaked it again the next week. I I think that's kind of what happened. No excuse. No. No excuse for him. Um, but I think in the the game he probably felt the best in a long time. He kind of still balled out and showed what he could do. I'll be nice. I appreciate right. it. On to on to my next. Go I for think, it. Go for it. I think on Sunday. Yeah. There were a few times where I was asking myself if I was in a time machine. Oh, okay. Because there were things that I just didn't quite believe, and mm. the forerunner of that being that a hole opened up on a running play. Oh, here we go. Here we go. On the bottom of the screen, and there were lead blocks. And A.J. Dillon rumbled for 40 yards of glory. It was beautiful. Real, real quick, Aaron Jones houses that thing. Probably. But but it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, the the blocking, it was like an old uh, double, double pull with Zach Tom mm-hmm. and with John Runyon. Just blocked it perfectly, drawn up perfectly. Even Rashid Walker has a key block on that left side to keep the hole open. He executes well. I mean, the running game, like for, for our linemen, the run blocking is still not where we want it. But no. like a few times I looked at Molly and I was like, mm, is that a running game? Like, what? <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Okay. No, I agree. I We had some flashes. Aaron Jones had, a, had an a, abysmal average. But... AJ Dillon looked a little bit better. Aaron Jones had a little bit of a rough game. Overall improvement. Improvement. All right. I know. Found some conviction while you're talking. Hey. I know that we are not distributing targets correctly on this offense. In Wicks, we trust. Not just Wicks, but okay. Who were the top two target leaders this week? Reed. No. Wicks. No. Musgrave. No. Dylan. No. 
Oh, I mean, I just I don't want to think about it because like trauma blocks. Human body's a wonderful thing. <laughs> I said one and two. So he, Christian Watson. Yep, he led the team with seven targets, with two catches. Two catches. It's a great percentage. Yep, absolutely. All right, and who do you think was number two? This one's not as bad, but Romeo, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. He at least what one drop or two this game? Uh, he had well, kind of two. Oh, the, the, he definitely had a big one. Yeah, we're going to get to that later. The trick play. Awful. Yeah. And then he had the the other drop as well. So not, not exactly the distribution I would love to see, right? Because I, I think that Christian Watson, I get he's going to get some targets, but Romeo, Wicks, Musgrave, Reed need more. Just that simple. Right. So Luke Musgrave had four targets. Tucker Craft had three. How do you how do you do? How do you pull in? Uh, one. Eh. But I was I was just happy to see him out there. Honestly, still a better percentage than Christian Watson. So hundred percent. So good for him. Um, but we need to feed the guys who are producing at this point. That that's that's my thought. It's the law firm of Wicks and Reed. You can't yes. go wrong. Honestly, they're they're doing great. They're doing great. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it a little bit more in depth. But super excited about them. Yeah, it's amazing how one of them has overcome so much adversity for being slow, but apparently <laughs> he's pretty good. He's just kind of good at playing receiver, and he's not as slow as he tested. Also is one of the absolute best left arms in the NFL today. Left arms? Like, isn't he a lefty when he's been throwing oh, yeah. all those yeah. passes? He's a lefty? That's true. We're going to talk about that right now because I brought that up earlier in the season that, oh, man, why is Dontavian Wicks involved in every single trick play? And once again, he's involved in every single Man's trick got play. A cannon. He's either the the guy throwing, right, throwing a kind of a back across the field situation, or he's the guy receiving the catch at the end of the day. It's I don't know why they're all drawn up to Dontavian Wicks, but they are. His name is Wicks. You ever seen the John Wick movies? I have. Yeah. He is Baba Yaga. Okay. We're gonna see it, my man. We are gonna see it. That title was for Aaron Rodgers for back in the day. Yeah. Little YouTube skits they used to do, but it's passed on to New Wicks. I'm glad you're finally on board. I am. I'm fully aboard the train. I mean, Good. if Packers actually going to show up and do his job like we ask him to, who's going to outperform what we expect, there's only a handful of guys in this team right now we can say that for. That is true. I feel like last time we talked about this, we were scratching for names. So, we were. Yeah. It's pretty much all the young buck receiving players at this point. The and year, a couple DBs. The year one guys, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, year two. Eh. Year two really, really slipping at this point. But back to the play, though, you know, so it's what it's like a – a screen to Wicks, and then he's going to throw it across to Aaron Jones on like a third yeah. and 10 in the, in the yep. fourth quarter when we, we need to score. And there are blockers in front. Yeah, there's three O-linemen out there. And on first watch, just because like with the arm angle and how far it was, I might have asked, what the bleep are we doing? And then the, you know you see the ball on the turf, and you're like, geez, like, what was that pass? Like, like, really, like what are we doing? And then on the instant replay, when I pained myself and rewatched the game today, it was a good throw. It was yeah. on target. Aaron was. Jones just, just dropped it. Yeah, I don't know if his hamstring stuff, like if that like links to the hands, but his hands have, have not been wonderful this season. Honestly, AJ Dillon has had better hands than Aaron Jones. And here's the the weird part is I feel like Aaron Jones has always been it's weird to say, slightly overrated as a receiver. I don't think he's ever had great hands, honestly. I, okay, that's think, interesting coming from you because you know, were because always I, no, aboard that train, no, Lucas. I, and I I still am. I still think he needs the opportunities, but we've seen time 
and time again, if it's not at his chest, he struggles. Like, how many times have we seen him, we run him on, like, a wheel route or something, go down the sideline. The ball's a little bit over his head, but still catchable, and it just kind of goes off his hands. Yeah, basically, shoulders are above. Yeah, it ain't he's not work. catching it. Nope. Uh, he can run pretty good routes, and obviously he can use his agility to get open, and wheel routes and stuff he's great at. But the ball's got to be within his frame, 100%. He does not have receiver hands. Well, and like Never in, has. And like the lower half of his frame. Well, hey, like, yeah, hips down, not great either. Pretty much got to be torso. Which is, I know it's an NFL quarterback, but that's kind of asking a lot. That is asking a lot. If you are an NFL pass catcher, if it hits your hands, you catch unless it. you get, like, your head ripped off or, you know, interfered with, you need to catch that ball. And there's there's been a that handful. Was, that was the rule in high school. Yeah. Was you get your hands on it, you got to catch it. Yeah. It's your fault if you don't. Come on, guys. Yeah, You should be better than Pats in high school football. As great as you guys were. <laughs> No, no smoke with the alma mater, but I hold us to just a slightly higher standard. Slightly higher standard, I would agree. Mm-hmm. All right, where do you want to go? Game plan. Uh, da, 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 da. Offense, defense. Let's go with offense. We're kind of rolling on it, so I'll just keep going. All right, so we talked about the Wicks play. Talked a little bit about A.J. Dillon in the running game. He was he looked, he looked pretty decent. He was much more effective, unfortunately, to admit, than Aaron Jones. A.J., uh, nine carries, 70 yards. Now, granted... 40 you did the 40-burger, but yeah. Aaron, Aaron Jones, 13 for 35. He just Some of that was poor blocking, but also just didn't quite look like Aaron Jones. And I do like the overall touches that Aaron Jones got. I was very happy about that. He had 13 carries, and then he had another four receptions. Like I said, six targets. So you're in that 15 to 20 touch range. And I, that's where he needs to be. He's not going to be a bell cow with 30 touches a game. It's not going to happen. That's a terrible idea. But 15 to 20, maybe 25, he's really feeling it. Total touches, that's where I wanted him to be. Glad that's where he was at. I'm wondering if the hammy's still nagging slightly. Because he had that one play where I thought he was going to take it to the house, right? And then a linebacker caught him from behind. That's not Aaron Jones. That's yeah. not Aaron Jones. It's so got to be the hamstring. I'm wondering the time. if it's still, it's still there a little bit, which is not good news. Not good news for us at all. But yeah, overall, the run game was okay, which is an improvement. Very large improvement. Yeah, totally. And then in the passing game, I mean, I feel like this game plan was for you, buddy. We hit Luke Musgrave God. not once, but twice deep, once in the seam and once in like a deep uh, corner out. I mean, if you remember the text I sent you, I was just like, Luke Musgrave down the seam. Luke Musgrave down the seam. We finally did it. I've only been asking for it the entire year. Thank God we did it. God, it was glorious. So beautiful. So beautiful to watch. And especially on the wind down the seam. He didn't fall down right away. He didn't fall down right away. It was a beautiful thing. It was. That's exactly how he should be utilized. Exactly what I want to see from him was this game. Now, I think he deserves more than four targets, right? Because two catches, 64 yards. Maybe we should feed the dude a little bit. Crazy thought, isn't it? Right? And his long was 36. If you do a little math, they were both 30-yard catches, right? Mm -hmm. That's the way, well, almost 28 and 36. Let's do that more. How about we target him more down the field? Super excited about what he's shown flashes of. Last couple games have been pretty similar for him, I feel. Just want to see the usage start to ramp up a little bit as a weapon. Well, for sure. Uh, I got two nicknames for our, our two second-year receivers. Okay. What are you good for, Watson? <laughs> and Red Zone Romeo. It's better than Chase Claypool Watson. Yeah, that was you last week. That was a little rough. But, I mean, Christian Watson still, it's not even... I hope we're learning that these 50-50 balls don't work, but maybe we shouldn't even call them 50-50 balls because it's a 90-10. 
throw yeah, it up. Christian's not catching it. He's not catching it. There's absolutely <laughs> no way. If you're trying to arm punt, just throw it up high to him and somebody else. Uh, I know that that the the tip, uh, the tip from Patrick Peterson that was that was intercepted by I believe it was Casey in the end zone. Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal. That one was Casey. The other one. Yeah. Okay. Just another example of him just not fighting for the ball. He had a couple drops of some contact. I mean, not not horrid contact where he should have held on to the ball. And then Romeo, it's amazing because we see these glorious routes that he gets open on in, in the red zone. And then you're like, oh, he's going to get going. I, I can't wait to see more of it. And then you just, just, just don't. So he's just red zone Romeo. And then Christian Watson, like, I don't even know how much defense is going to continue to respect him with, like, carrying help. Yeah. Because we're we're not hitting him, and even if it's man to man coverage, like when you have someone's going to go up and get the ball, then that's frightening. But if you can, if you have a corner who necessarily isn't the best, like you know, skill with their hands, not the best like looking around, but you can just keep speed with Christian Watson, which there's a good amount of guys in the league that can do that. Yeah, they're just more athletes. That'll at least are. be close enough. Exactly. Just do that. I really wish we could take parts of Jaden Reed and give them to Christian Watson so we could end up with prime Calvin Johnson because Jaden Reed has that dog in him. Oh, my right? gosh. Oh, my I gosh, I love him yes. so much. Uh, if you just give that to Christian Watson, and that physicality that that 5'11 dude has who's trying to win jump balls and fight through on screens and all that kind of stuff, if you could just give that to Christian Watson, you'd have the best receiver of the league, which is wild. Uh, but, yeah, it's... And I, I, this wasn't even that bad of a game for Christian, I felt. Like, yeah, he could have fought back maybe a little bit in the corner of the end zone. But overall, not terrible, I think. Um, obviously, he had a bad drop. I thought he was going to get going early in the game because he had those first two early catches. Yeah, like, okay. It was a good okay, sign okay, early game go. plan. Yeah. Let's go. But the problem we have now is every time we throw him the ball, something bad happens. Yes. Like, that's the feeling I get. It's like, oh, God, we're throwing Christian Watson again. And I don't know how we fix that at this point. I still am calling for and pounding the table for, can we run a drag route for the poor dude? For the love of God, just run a drag route, right? He scored a touchdown one last year. Just let him do it. See what we can do. Maybe run him on an end around. Like, get him the ball in ways that doesn't require any kind of contested catch because that's not going to happen. Otherwise, we're getting close to the point where I'm going to be asking for just put him in the MVS role and start Dontavian outside. Like that, that's we're getting there. It right? sounds ridiculous, but Dontavian Wicks and Jaden Reed honestly should not be losing snaps to Romeo or to, especially Christian Watson. But if you, right you can now. make the case for Romeo. I'm okay with that. Yeah, not right now. I think it, Romeo and Christian still have super high ceilings, especially Christian. Doesn't mean they're not going to get there. But put the best players on the field that are producing right now. Uh, if you have to just kind of make this a complete timeshare for a couple weeks and just see who shows up and just start giving them more more reps afterwards, I'm fine with that. If that eats into Christian Watson a little bit, that's okay. At this point, this year is kind of a lost year for him anyways. Hopefully he can go on a run somehow like last year, but yeah, it's just not there for him this year, man. And it's depressing. We were so excited about him coming into the year. And it's just been nothing. Absolutely nothing. And and like I said, just I want to get away from that feeling where every time we throw him the ball, something bad happens. We got to get out of that. 
I can't think of another Packer player like maybe maybe haha Clinton Dix like that we had such high hopes for and then it's like ascended into the, like descended into the dark like the darkness like a fallen angel yeah and it wasn't due to injury or anything like that but I mean like yeah, it's, no, I it's also like difficult with defense especially like secondary play because how much of that was like back in those years like we weren't necessarily playing stellar quarterbacks and how much of that was like Clay Matthews pass rush but at least like the NFC championship game in Seattle. Like I remember watching hot Clint Dixon being so excited for what the future was going to hold. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, for never the last got there. six, seven weeks of the season last year, he was looking great, man. He was, like I said, you know, a little upset with myself, but he was what MVS was supposed to be. He was the better version of MVS, Way the better. usual version of MVS. And we thought that everything on our offense was going to run through him. And then once people started doubling him over the top, we were going to hit everybody underneath. And that's just not been the case. And well, there's no reason to double him at this no, point. not at all. So I don't He's know. not going to catch it. Jordan's going to underthrow it. it. There's no threat there. Maybe what Christian Watson needs to do is he needs to you know think about Jordan. Think about Jordan. Okay. And then he needs to go think about another Jordan, as in Michael Jordan, and watch like the Bad Boys documentary where the Pistons teams just beat the shit out of Michael Jordan. He's like they would, you know what I'm talking about? They would just kill I him do. in the paint. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. just maul him. And repeatedly. then there's a there's a montage of Michael Jordan being like, "All right, well, going into that whatever season, I knew that I wasn't let them do that, so I bulked up." And then, I mean, he was still like super agile, but it was right. just a completely different physical yeah. player. No, totally, he was Michael Jordan like on steroids. Correct. Not just agile, but then aggressive and hostile, Stri- strong, and all that kind of I stuff. Don't know yeah. if Christian Watson needs to do the same thing. I don't really know what the answer is at this point, but he looks. Weak and not super fast most of the time. And it really breaks my heart to say that. Especially the not super fast part. Because, yeah. okay, if you're weak, you're just MVS, right? That's still that's still an NFL player at the end of the day. that His floor should be MVS. The not fast part, I is there another lingering hamstring? Is that where we're at? Kind of feels like it because you're right. He doesn't just pop off the screen speed-wise right now. No, which I don't think we would ever be saying. No, I, I don't get it. Anything else on offense you wanted to touch on? I guess let's go to the big one, obviously. I always do this. It's like every show I do this. You just forget about it? So Jordan Love. Let's talk grades. I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to give him B+. Ooh, okay. I mean, we saw him hit some big-time throws. There were, I believe, six plays over 26 yards this game. Only one of them was a run, which is the H.A. Dillon one, obviously. I mean, he had he had big plays to Reed, to Musgrave, especially like to Wicks. I remember the the big one to get us in scoring position on the last drive of the game was an absolute dart to Jaden Reed. I remember he rolled out, and I was like, where is he throwing that? Oh, my and God. he just kind of like shuffled to the left and looked like he was about to die. It, just it was like a Rodgers throw almost. Yeah. yeah, he made it look so effortless. Um, and the the corner end zone throw to Romeo Dobbs. That was a, that was a dime. Absolute man. dime. Beautiful. We saw some real big-time throws from Jordan Love. We saw him. Stepping in the pocket. Overall, the offensive line did a pretty good job, especially against, in my opinion, one of, if not the best pass rushes in the NFL. I would say they did an incredible job, given my expectations. Yeah. You well, know, that's totally fair. The fact that we didn't get destroyed by Highsmith and TJ Watt. Hey, shout out to you guys. And even Keanu Benton, who did have a nice day, but he, like, nice he day. is going to become a premier defensive tackle in this league. I yes, think the will. writing's on the wall. But even now, he's very good, and you can't mm-hmm. double-team him at all because nope. of everyone else you got there. You know, we're, we're chipping and setting Aaron Jones and doing whatever we can just to survive, and it was a good game plan. 
Yeah, no, to, shout out to the game plan. Shout out to the offensive line. Played really well overall as a unit. No, for sure. Obviously, there's always going to be plays here or there. Like, oh, that was, that was kind of ugly. But overall, very pleased. But back to love. I mean, he did have one one bad miss to Romeo Dobbs mm. with the interceptions. You know, I'm talking about deep down the right sideline, I think early in the third quarter. And then the two interceptions. I mean, the one, honestly, I kind of hate the play call. I don't know what else was there, but he throws a the out, the out and up to Christian Watson. It feels like that's you're in way too tight of space to run an out and up. Especially, yeah, when you have a zone corner. Like, if that's at midfield, that might be beautiful. But, like, you need, if you're going to take advantage of that, Patrick Peterson. You need space you to need outrun space him. space to outrun him, exactly. If not, you're just a cornerback sitting, you're just chilling with Patrick Peterson did. He could look at Jordan Love the whole time. He saw it coming. Heads up play for him to bat it to the DB. Yep. But I don't know if it was I don't know if it was cover two man or cover two, but regardless, you have that corner who's right on it, and mm-hmm. then you know that there's someone else, there's That's a safety it. with a half. Correct. It's the end zone. There's not that much space to cover. So you're gonna get help line real quick. Did you hear uh, Matt LaFleur's press conference about that play? Because he talked about that somebody asked about that play specifically. Um and it sounded like he was not very pleased with the route running. So he made a point to bring up that, like, what you're supposed to do when running that route is it's what they call it. It's an Omaha pump is what that route is called in Matt LaFleur terminology. Now, hmm. not an out and up, the out being an Omaha, and I guess the pump being the go portion of it. Um, Weird. Right? Just why do you got to make it complicated? <laughs> but so when he ran the out, he... LaFleur specifically mentioned, like, you're supposed to look back at the quarterback, right? That's what brings the corner down, and then you flip your hips, go, right? So, apparently, Christian Watson didn't do that. So, that's not great, right? It did look like a little bit of lazy route running. And and what he even brought up is, yeah, lots of times receivers, tight ends, running backs will get impatient on, on a double move. And I get it, right? I understand that's you're waiting to get to that second part, get the guy to bite and just take off. But if you don't sell the first half of the route, he's not going to bite. Correct. And especially when you're in a field that tight, you need him to bite. This isn't just going to be open because you run past him. There's not enough space. Um, Even if you were Christian Watson from last year. Correct. You, that's that's going to be tight. It's tight for the space, for sure. It's tight. Um, and then Lafleur also brought up Luke Musgrave on that exact same play. was running a stick nod. And which is also a double move, mm. and he to the, to the post, right? Yep, yeah, yeah it's kind of like an outpost. Out yeah, yeah. I, that play in Madden every time, hundred percent. I never get there through the progression personally. But. <laughs> so at least they actually called that one a, a route that I actually know. It's not a Omaha pump. Stick it's nod, a, right? Stick nod. That's yeah. totally what it's called. Also, uh, agreed. Go I know. Uh, so he, he ran a stick nod, and he really complimented Luke's route running. He said it really sold the out before he did did the post. So it was like, hey, good, good for him. And that's some development because we've heard yeah. LaFleur talking to Musgrave and like, you know, through press conferences, but explaining conversations. And there's been times in the past where it's like he has had to teach Luke to like throttle down at some moments because if you don't, like the timing of the play is going to be off. This isn't just go as fast as you can, as hard as you can. Right. You have to time out based on the quarterback if it's play action or what have you. The amount of the steps in the drop. E- even like the play against the Rams that he scored on, that was a beautiful example of patience because. Yep. He, he knows that he is pretty much the only look on that play. He is yep. the look. I don't know what the outside receivers are doing, but they're probably just carrying whoever they can like to the corner of the end zone mm-hmm. away from the play. But he's got to wait for that linebacker to come up. And he did beautifully. Obviously, scores a touchdown, as you were very happy to share. <laughs> I was. As we were at the game. Um, but yeah, just not another not great game from Christian Watson. 
It sucks, man. It sucks. But the ball wasn't bad from Jordan's perspective. It's not a bad ball. Yeah, no. like two feet further out in front. Maybe Christian can make a play at this point. Probably six, not. Six four but... versus like elder statement who's what? Six six one, maybe Patrick or not yeah, Patrick Peterson isn't that big. Nice. No, he's, he's like six one. Yeah, you're you're right. Somewhere around. So there. go be a big boy. Go up and get it. It's not gonna happen. It's not going to, but not I can still I can still hope for it. And then that last interception, so what do you want him to do? That's yeah, exactly. There's nothing maybe that's more of a play call issue at that point. I mean, no, honestly. There's nothing to do, but I at that point. It's like a Hail Mary. What are you going to do? It's it's even like a worse Hail Mary. Because you can't loft it. You can't. That's why I would almost just run a screen and just go. Why, you know what I mean? Why don't we have a hook and ladder? Because honestly, something like that. That could work. Going, you know, someone at the top of the screen, going down and across, and then, you know. That could work, Flip it underneath the classic. I mean, try You're going to have something. to do something short of the end zone. No one's going to come open in the end zone. I think, I think what they were trying to do... Unless you scramble. That's the only other thing you could do is just scramble back around for like 10 seconds and hope no. something Watt. happens. It's TJ Watt. No I, mean, I agree, but that's like th- those are your options, right? Yeah, that play was kind of forfeit. Yeah, I don't, so I don't blame him for that one at all. No, I don't even no. count that as a pick. It's just whatever. Yeah. Overall, okay. I was pretty happy with him. It was one of his best performances of the season and has me hopeful for the future. He's got to stream together, though, but this was definitely stock up Jordan Love in my book. Okay, I'm gonna go B plus as well, which is kind of lame, but that, Poser. That, that was what was in my head, so that's where I'm gonna go with it. Gonna stay true to me. Um, I, I completely agree with everything you touched on. I felt that he had pretty good pocket presence as well. I mean, he was only sacked that one time. He had a couple scrambles that I thought at least the one for sure was gonna be bigger yardage than it was. Um, and that TJ Watt kind of caught him from behind. Which side note? Jordan is a supernatural runner. Space in between those words. He's not a supernatural runner. He's a super space natural runner. Thank you, journalism. He's very comfortable running. Like, do you know what I mean? There are quarterbacks that look like they're just terrified they when they look run. Incredibly awkward yes. and like they have never run before in their lives. Correct. Yes. And even like athletic ones, Daniel Jones is a good example of this. He looks like he's never run before every time, but dude's big and strong and fast, so it works. Jordan Love just looks comfortable. But he just doesn't have that top gear. It's just not there, man. But the heart that he shows, what was it, against Denver? It was like a fourth and 18, and he's just like, F it, I'm going to take this. And, and he got like 16 or 17. He got 16 or 17. Like, the no, man. I, I love it. I And I love it. And you he, love like I said, it? Oh, my God. He seems very natural running. He has good instincts running. I just wish he was faster. It's, I, the top gear, I keep, every time I expect him to just kind of like take off, and he's just kind of like. Okay, that's that's all we got. Got it. <laughs> so yeah, and I he's not slow. It's not like I'm talking about Tom Brady here or something. But he's got wheels. It's just he looks so good running. I expect him to be faster, which is like a weird critique. I understand it's not his fault, but just something I've noticed while watching the game. I don't know. I get pretty excited when he scrambles. I haven't had Me that too. complaint I, yet, he, but I'll just I'll watch. keep an eye on it. Just watch, like because every time I expect he's going to get down the field faster than he does. If you ruin this for me, <laughs> like you ruined Luke Musgrave for me, knock on wood, hopefully that trend is over, but I'm not going to be very happy with you. I, just, I see what I see, man. I see what I see. And then you kind of touched on it. We kind of touched on it earlier. He hit deep balls. Thank God we hit deep balls. That read throw. Oh, my God. The read touchdown. Say that, bruh. Phenomenal. Phenomenal throw. 
pretty sure I stood up in the living room and ran around for a little bit. Like that was, it's to the point now before this game where he unleashes a deep ball and you're just like, yeah, okay, what's going to happen? Nothing good is going to happen. But when that ball just went straight to the bread basket of Jaden Reed, who beat two defenders, I was like, oh my God. We can do that. So it's allowed. Something you would appreciate. Like I said, I, I got up yeah. and ran around, and Molly was like, oh, my God, what happened? Because she's never seen me react to a Packers big play before. Good point. Oh, like that. <laughs> That's the state of the Packers. <laughs> so that was very exciting. Yeah, that, that was that awesome. Read, absolute dot. Absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. That throw to Romeo, when he let that thing out of his hand, I thought for sure it was going out the back of the end zone. Like, I thought there was no way that there was going to be enough room in the corner. So shout out to Romeo for bringing that bad boy in. But also, way to put it the only where only your wide receiver can get it right hopefully romeo and Keyshawn nixon hang out this week so they can work on toe drags that'd be nice that would be super nice yeah cool because they Keyshawn could definitely use it but yeah overall i feel like he threw deep balls with much more velocity which is something we've been asking for so thank you jordan for finally listening and overall like just the consistency with accuracy was much better we still had the one like the one to Dobbs I told you about, and there's probably mm-hmm. other ones that I'm missing, but there's nothing like super blatant, you know? Yeah, he didn't just completely miss something. Halfway through that game, I was feeling more like, all right, no, he's going to be hitting these ones. It wasn't like some games in between, bro. It's like, uh, he throws it. Is it is it going to be anywhere near the receiver? <laughs> is it going to be like a yard yeah. short on yeah. a curl where there's no one for 20 yards? But very good game for love. And he almost got 300 yards. We haven't seen a court. Packers quarterback with 300 yards in like two years. It's close. It's going to happen one of these weeks. I feel it. I predict we will get at least one, probably two before the season ends. I think this week. Against the Chargers? I think against the Chargers. Weird things happen when you play the Chargers. Yes. You generally win because the Chargers are have weird shenanigans happen at the end of the game. So sad for them. They have so much talent just all the time for decades now, and it's the same story, and then they just always lose somehow. But... I think this could be this could be the week. This could be the week we get 300 yards. Defense we go. Defense we go. So defense, I think we should just start with the theme of this game defensively. There's two themes in my opinion. Do we have to? The first one is missed opportunities. Okay. Okay. That's not, not where my head went, so I'm glad we're not starting with the one I don't want to talk about. Go for it. You have the Devondre Campbell should have been pick six. Oh, yep. Which, I mean, if he catches it, he's going to the house. 99% sure. If not, it stops the scoring drive and we have the ball. He just had to outrun Kenny Pickett. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Easy. I feel like just with his hair flying in the wind, with the, the force that that gust has, could have knocked Kenny on his ass anyways. Given given where he was, he already had a running start. Yeah, he, he should have housed it. So you have that. You have the Keyshawn Nixon should have been picked on the sideline, which, I mean, first of all, Great play by him to even just Phenomenal. get in the vicinity. Like, Phenomenal play. You just Great see, closing you just speed. see him flash. Yeah. It, it, it did not look like the Keyshawn Nixon that I do. Overall, no. pretty good game for him as a whole. Yeah, he had a couple of really nice tackles, too, in run, he, run defense. He flipped Najee Harris. Which was hilarious. He picked him up and threw him to the ground. Now, folks, if you don't know, Keyshawn's like 5'8". He's bigger than that. He's like 5'10", 5'11". Me, bro, that feels like a lot. I, I'm just telling you that I'm sure I am positive he's listed something like that. That feels like a lot. I don't. He is tiny. Comparatively, NFL, he is tiny, and he just jacked though. He didn't give a you know what. He just went yeah. right at Najee Harris. And Najee's a big boy. Oh yeah, Najee's a big boy. So we have the the should have been picked by Nixon where he couldn't toe drag, unfortunately. And then this isn't really on us for the missed opportunity, but just the the 
should have been fumble backwards pass, which there is not an angle I have seen yet. And the Packers are half of my life. So I have seen several angles of this play. I haven't seen a single a single angle where that pass is clearly not going backwards. 100% going backwards. Absolutely no question about it. Also, Keyshawn Nixon, 5'10", 201 pounds. He was probably wearing high heels that day. I, I don't buy 5'10". <laughs> He's definitely under. Fair enough. He is south of the 5'10 border. Thank you. Fair enough. But that, that play, I mean, it just changes the whole game, right? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's at least three points should be seven. And momentum. And we haven't talked about Uncle Mo this season, probably because he hasn't been around. Maybe around the holidays, we'll see him a little bit more. I mean, there have been a lot of momentum shifts, just most of them not strong enough or not in our direction this year. Very true. Very true. Painful memories and coming. Thank you, Luke. Yeah, so missed opportunities. I I, I agree that we had our chances. Uh, we should have had more because the game plan was terrible and we did not force Kenny Pickett to do anything. And that should have been the entire game plan to force Kenny Pickett to do anything. Um, kind of multiple things to talk about there, but who led the team in tackles? Oh, gosh. Can you give me, uh, just tell me secondary, linebackers, or defensive line? Uh, secondary, which is the problem. Rudy Ford. Yep. That's a problem, though. Do you want to know why we get to Rudy Ford? Why do we get to Rudy? I do know, but yeah, why do we get to Rudy Ford? We get Ford? to Rudy Ford because despite the fact that the Steelers have Kenny Pickett, and they are going to want to run the ball down our throat, which they did pretty darn well with Najee Harris and Mr. Warren. They had over 200 yards rushing. They They did. Joe Barry continues with, we're just going to go nickel. We're just going to put two down defensive linemen, our two edge rushers, and that's it. We're not going to bring a third in or maybe even a fourth or make something up. We're just going to go nickel. Partially, I'm sure, because they're scared about getting beat on the outside. But why? Exactly. Like, let, well, let them you got, do that. You got Valentine or Valentine. and They have pretty good wide receivers. Deontay Johnson, good possession wide receiver. I like George Pickens. George Pickens can go off at any time, but also disappears for entire quarters. So... They got a lot of potential in that room, but you got Kenny Pickett. You got Kenny Pickett. So you might get beat deep if you cut the box. You might. Maybe. Y- yes. There's a chance. We can agree. It is a chance. Yes. Lucas Mueller, when our Green Bay Packers play a team that can run the ball mm-hmm. and we go nickel with only two down defensive linemen, what is, not maybe, what is going to happen? Ball's going to get run right down our throats. Right down our throat. So... Just based on those simple probabilities, you might get beat deep. You will for sure die by a thousand cuts. Why, Joe Barry? Because Why? that's the whole point of the defense is to die by a thousand cuts. But then we're not. The the thing with the whole bend don't break is it works if you have a 2013, 2012, 2011 Packers offense, which we don't have. Correct, because they don't. In that point, and that's. Just real quick tangent about Joe Barry. That kind of defense works in theory. Like you said, if you have an elite offense because the other team doesn't have time to dink and dunk their way down the field all day, they're going to get aggressive. They're going to make mistakes. You still have to be, you still have to get turnovers at the end of the day. That's part of the don't break. Which we we had. We had two turnovers in our hands and we either dropped it or didn't toe tap. And that's, oh, by the way, excluding. The one the ref stole from us. But I mean mm-hmm. that's two turnovers, which is which is pretty darn good. I mean, I guess 
we had two of our own, but one of them was just trying to, you know, the, not Hail Mary, the end of the game basically thing, Hail Mary yeah. doesn't count. That doesn't really so, count. You know, the so the stats won't win the turnover margin, and we should have in this game. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why we didn't go, um, I guess they call it penny front, where we have the three down linemen and then the two outside linebackers. So you essentially have a five-man front. We should have lived in that this game. No, 100%. There's no explanation as to why we didn't. And The only thing I think of is Kenny Clark still kind of battling an injury. So we didn't have the horses potentially to run that many penny fronts. And to that I say, bring Jonathan Ford up from the practice squad. Just, just get another big body in there and just clog it up. They're not going to beat you outside. Neither one of those running backs are, are exactly speed threats. A little bit more Jalen Warren. Um, they're going to pound you right up the middle. You know that's going to happen. Clog the middle. I hear you with your point about not having enough horses up front, which I totally get. I mean, I don't agree with it. I'm just saying that that's the only thing I can think that is, of. That is a fair point. But you know what my counterpoint's going to be then? Go for it. Okay. So we cannot give help in the front seven with defensive line with that personnel. You know what we can do? Drop a safety. Is drop a safety, which I feel like we started to do a little bit. We did. Or, I mean, it, de- it also depends on how they come out. Right. Because if we're adding another... Those situations, if we're adding another defensive lineman, we should be taking out Nixon, which I feel like they stayed pretty much two receivers most of the game, except in obvious passing downs. They were pretty heavy personnel with Hayward. Um, yeah, they were on a, a lot of 11. I don't care if it's Christian Welch, the juice man. I don't care. Yeah, he got it there. He got a couple tackles. Who we can put in at a linebacker to help with the depth. I, I mean, just get somebody else that can go tackle the running back. I mean, my God, put in Anthony Johnson Jr., at linebacker, if you have to, like I don't care. Uh, we have Eric Wilson. We have Eric Wilson. He's fine. Yeah, he he had to actually play last year, and he was okay. Yeah, it was fine. It's he's going to be better against the run than Keyshawn Nixon is, despite the fact that he flipped Najee Harris, which is pretty sweet. But then you've seen a lot of plays as slot corners do that are south of the five ten border. They get they get washed away, like the sands of time. That happened to uh, Jonathan Owens. Was that on like a, I think it was maybe a goal line situation or something. He ended up against like an offensive tackle and you're like, good God, man, that's not going to work. If anybody, dude, if anybody, it's like Jonathan Owens, Keyshawn, Valentine, Valentine, like I know they're all DBs, but if they get touched by somebody, they're out of the play. Also, before we forget Carrington Valentine playing tag with Najee Harris. That was embarrassing effort on his, on his part. Embarrassing. I texted you that. That's exactly what you said. Cause it was very embarrassing. I mean, so far though. He fits in the mold of some great Packers TB DBs. Talks a lot of trash. Chicken wings for a tackle. Yeah, Jair yeah. taught him well. <laughs> well, when Jair doesn't feel good, he taught him well because Jair is also fierce when he wants to be. But yes, I don't think we've seen a lot of that since the collarbone. Really, just last week. Really, just last week, I think is where you saw it. Yeah, he had some run. He had some came up and run defense a couple times, stopped screen in its tracks type of deal. I do remember that play. Hopefully, we see more when he comes back. Yeah. If what whatever the chair situation is, we need we need some more aggression like that. But yeah, just we knew what they were going to do. It was very obvious what was going to happen, and we just let them do it. And we didn't do anything particularly interesting to try to stop it. I just I don't get it. And the fact that we had to adjust to get out of our too high shell to bring a, a safety down. Why did we not start like that? Does that make too much sense? Come on, Luke. This is Joe Barry we're talking about. I get that they have, like I said, they have talent at the wide receiver position, but they do not at the quarterback position. Kenny Pickett averaged 5.5 yards in attempt. 
that's horrendous. Yeah. That's yeah. so bad. He's wasting a, a pretty darn good roster. Kenny Pickett is. That's so bad. I mean, that's that's no downfield threat at all. Right? He had that one to Pickens, the back shoulder with, I think, Valentine was on him, who was in good position, to be yeah. fair. That was just a good good catch, good throw, good catch. But that was really the only time I think they really went further than, like, 10 yards down the field. Like, you know what they're going to do. Just play up. Let them try to beat you over the top because they're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Stuff the run. That, that's the game plan. Yeah, Mike Tomlin must be big into history because, you know, he knew that a, a Kenny Pickett-centered game plan, a Pickett charge, wouldn't go very well. Oh, Historically, God. it is not. But a Najee charge, yeah, I've never heard of a, a battle <laughs> of Najee's charge. And that was a much more effective game plan for them. It really was. Uh, but now history joke aside, uh, special teams, I've already mentioned it. We know that the blocked extra point was the fault of a certain player that will not be on this team after this year unless he, yeah, he all gone. of a sudden becomes a god, which I'm coming to grips with. is just not going to happen. It's not. Um, there were some reports I saw about that it seemed like the Steelers had the snap count down pretty well, and apparently our boys were supposed to be mixing it up. Yeah, I saw something about that. Um, LeFleur did not mention it in his press conference, which I thought was interesting because I asked him specifically about it. Um, about that play, and I'd read the same thing where basically it was it was supposed to be on two, for instance. Mm-hmm. And we snapped the ball on one, so that's why Josiah, and if you look at the other side, Luke Musgrave, who's the other wing, didn't really do anything. Right. Which I, I get being slow, but when there is somebody moving right ahead right? of you, like, what are you when doing? When the guy's running at you, what are you still just not going to do anything? Are your eyes closed? Like, do you meditate before we play, Josiah? Like, what's going on there, buddy? Uh, so, yeah, I don't fully buy that. And then Lafleur had had nothing good to say about the play. He just said, we got to do a better job when someone, when the, you have to punch the inside shoulder of the outside person, right? Yeah. That's, you, that's what we didn't do. Just push him out far enough that he can't get there. Absolutely nothing. We, Why do you lift all the lights? Him. Why do you do all that stuff? Embarrassing. Uh, did, did you quickly? Yeah. In your heart of hearts, mm-hmm. once we missed that, did you know we lost? I was like, yeah, kind of. I was like, that point's gonna, that point's gonna be a problem. I at least knew it was gonna be an issue, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it changes the entire game. Yeah, we would have tied the game at the end there, right? Totally. We, we easily would have kicked a field goal towards the end there and and gone into overtime. Unless Josiah took another nap, but yes, that's true. That's true. I don't know if he would have been in there. They might have taken him out. And I don't know. We got to go back and watch the tape. I did it once. I'm good. Fair enough. I'm good. And you weren't just watching uh, kicks the whole time? Kick coverage or kick protection? I was not. I was watching the entire thing. This is not the uh, Fortnite Spot <laughs> game, thankfully. But on the other side, though, Keyshawn Nixon's Return back, game. baby. Return game looked good. Oh, yeah. Fortunate, unfortunate that one of those drives, we, you know, he got us all the way to midfield and then we couldn't do anything else. You know, you hear Correct. about, like, with other teams, you know, like the the Jets, for example, with how good their defense has been playing and Zach Wilson can't do anything. Like, when do you start to turn? Mm-hmm. on the offense when does Keyshawn <laughs> turn on the offense you know what I mean well to be fair this was like his first good return of the year so I think fair. he's got a way to go fair. before totally. he, he can feel justified in that but it's like oh that's got to be a killer for him he had a good punt return too um, 12 yards Jaden Reed muffed one uh, thankfully fell right into his lap though correct not as lucky as uh, James Cook last night that was last night we don't need to talk way. about that those was games. hilarious we don't need to talk about anymore dude just fumbled and dribbled it to himself anyways so best play of the game for them it really was um i still find it interesting though that we mix and match Keyshawn and jane reed and it feels like 
after all these years. I just don't know what to do with myself that we have two competent punt returns. But for decades, we had none, it felt like. Or at least a decade. I'll go a decade. We had none. I just want you to go back to the anxiety of Amari Rogers. Just go back in those core memory moments. Go watch good. some lowlights and then feel better. Like Jane Reed by himself without Keyshawn already makes me feel better. Well, not good. I mean, he did muff, so we're going to see that tennis shoe going But forward. he recovered it, so that's a step in the right he direction. He did, but that was also a lucky bounce. That was the first muff he's had, so... I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Give, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Slack. I love him. I'm just saying. Want to talk about the Chargers? Yes. So, Chargers as always, right? This they're, is, they're so... They're a fascinating team. This is, I feel like, nearly the exact same team that we had, you know, as, as kids growing up, right? Maybe you don't have LT, but Eckler's pretty good. You got Philip yeah. Rivers, who is Justin Herbert. Yeah. You always got, you know, good threats on the perimeter. With yeah, like Vincent Jackson. Yeah, you got obviously Keenan Allen, Quentin Johnson had his first touchdown, Dreda TCU. Looked pretty good yeah, too. He doesn't scare me. But yeah, um, I, I know what you're saying. They even got like I guess Palmer isn't there anymore. They got like weird like middle tier guys. That, they got they got Joshua Palmer and then Jared Lovett, maybe. Yeah, Parham. he's there. He's they got some tight, tight ends. And then on defense you got Bosa, you got Derman James. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, who got like, what, six sacks in one game, which I think was more the opponent they played than him playing wonderful. Yeah, because he's kind of gone downhill, um, just his age kind of gets to him. But, uh, yeah, he had six sacks in a game earlier this year. But typical Chargers fashion, you have a coaching staff or just unfortunate timing where they just find ways to lose games. There was a year where they had the number one offense and number one defense in the league and missed the playoffs. It's just like, how does that happen? <laughs> really, really bad special teams, apparently, is the answer. And of all teams, we can relate. Totally. But th- this is, yeah, it's a weird game. On paper, they should smoke us, but they always find some They should to smoke shoot everybody themselves. on paper. Totally. I don't know. I mean, there's going to be some games where they put up 40-50. I mean, they were in the 40s against the Lions. Yeah. They got athletes galore. I should have checked, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're one of the more penalized teams. Now, we were 31st going to Pittsburgh, and I would not be surprised if we're all the way down to 32nd. Uh, we only had five penalties. Okay. So, we probably didn't get worse. Is Mike McCoy still their coach? No, it's um, Brandon it's, Staley. It's his twin. Basically the same dude. It's Brandon Staley, who everybody hates because he's a defensive coach, and their defense sucks somehow, even though they have Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, and Derwin James. And they, like their middle two guys aren't bad either. Like, yeah. I like it. They got Drew Tranquil. They I do have Drew Tranquil. Yeah. Dude, just drew it. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know either, man. I don't know either. So how do we even preview this game? Like, we'll see if the good Chargers show up or bad Chargers show up. This is a team that if they show, like if they play like how they should, they should probably kill us just because of the pure talent differential. Like you, you We're put, talking about all these people, and they're four and five. Which I understand. But you want to put Corey Ballantyne on Keenan Allen? <laughs> this could be a problem. You, you want to put Carrington Valentine on Quentin Johnson? Uh, I'd switch him. I'd is Mike, switch him. Is Mike Keep... Williams back, by the way? Um, or is he out out? He's out out. He's on IR. Okay. He's on IR. I mean, hopefully Quay's back, but like, I love you, Devondre Campbell. I do. But Devondre Campbell trying to shadow, shadow Austin Eckler or Isaiah McStuffie. Honestly, though, Isaiah could probably do it. He's insane. He probably could. That man is possessed when he plays. It feels like they should have a good offensive line. They, they put a lot of draft capital into it with Rashawn Slater, Zion Johnson, and Trey Pipkins the third. Great name, by the way. Good legacy. Recently. Um, Forrest Lamp, is he still there? Uh, no. The light is out, unfortunate. Yeah, that's very sick. Extinguished. Also, great name. Uh, Corey Lindsley oh, that's is right. a charger. He's not starting. He's hurt. But, oh, boo-hiss. Um, un- unfortunate there. Unfortunate they, 
They have Asante Samuel Jr. Ooh, how did I forget him? Michael Davis ain't bad either. He's a little bigger corner. That's true. They got uh, Eric Kendricks and Kenneth Murray. Eric Kendricks, the former yes. Viking. Yep. Oh, disgusting. I do like Kenneth Murray, though. I think he was one of my draft darlings. Because Kenneth Murray was like 2020, 2021. Like he was yeah, out of Oklahoma. Ty Summers, probably. Yeah. yeah. Wishful thinking. And he he hasn't been very good, to be fair. I feel like a lot of those backers have not been the one we wanted. So things work out. And then obviously the big former Packer on the team. The biggest former Packer on the team. Let's see if we can figure it out. Position. Special teams. Boho Blast? No, he's on the Commanders or something? It can't no, be Amari Rogers. He's not. No. You were closer with your first guess. So it's not Boho Blast. Corey Bohorquez, for anybody listening that doesn't yeah, know who Boho Blast is. Is it uh, the punter? What's his face? The bear? The bear? No. No, it's not Patty O'Donnell. I mean, keep going. Long keep going. Snap? There's only one more. Who else? The, the other punter that we've had recently. Uh, it's not Jake Ryan. No, that's like 10 <laughs> years ago. Who was before Boho Blast? Jake Ryan was also. J.K. Uh, Scott? Yes. J.K. Scott, dude. The guy who looks like he's a middle schooler. <laughs> he's really tall, but like he's he's got some you know pocket protectors. He was a phenomenal punter for like a month every year. Yeah. He would just blast him in September. He and still the, looks like he's 12, he got by colder, the way. He just couldn't do it. Yeah, still looks like he's 12. 6'5". That's a big punter, man. He's, he's very lanky, though. I feel like Windy Day, just blow away. I completely agree. So, yeah, there we go. A couple former Packers on the team. They, yeah, on paper, they should beat us, but they should beat most teams on paper. So it just doesn't happen for whatever, for whatever reason. I feel like their run defense is not as good as it should be with all those names. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, yeah, I'd agree. Cleo Mack, pretty good in, run, in the run game. But outside of that, not an awesome... Defensive line necessarily talking about ends and, and nose tackle. So maybe that's something we can exploit. Maybe another round of uh, resurgence for Mr. AJ Dillon. Here's hoping. I, I want a Aaron Jones resurgence at this point. Just any resurgence? Just the, just more good things? Just more good things. More wicks, more Reed, more Musgrave down the middle. Maybe Christian Watson can have like a Darnell Savage like rebound. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be interesting. But let's work on the rebound by needing to put him down by limiting his snaps. I'd like to see that. Yeah, and I'm not saying like take them all away. No, but, but it, just the lion's share. Like, who are a, the most effective pieces of the offense? Take a couple out and give them to Wicks. No, for sure. Yeah, the Wicker yeah. Man. I, oh God, I'm gonna have so many nicknames for him. I listen. I let him down draft night. I you need to really make up did. for it. You really did. I mean, him and Carl Brooks should be pissed at you. We can all have a little family therapy session. I'll take him out to dinner. We'll have a nice time. Okay. See I've, been, if that works. I've been doing more things in uh, Wisconsin. I was just up at the uh, Marshies Castle last weekend. So Lovely. I'm, I'm Lovely. much closer to them. If they want to meet me halfway. It's always nice to go north of the Treaded Curtain. I see what you did there. There you go. All right, buddy. Anything else? Nope. I think that's it. All right. Until next time. Go, Paco. Go, Paco.